Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Are you troubled by stale podcasts in the middle of the night? Do you love films that feature the busting of spooks, specters, or ghosts? If the answer is yes, then don't wait another minute. Ghostbusters Resurrection is an RPG audio drama combining tabletop gaming and cinematic paranormal elimination adventures. Call the professionals at nerdyshow.com slash ghostbusters. We are ready to believe you. The following episode is brought to you by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is brought to you by the generous support of listeners like you. If you want to support this and other geeky programming, visit nerdyshow.com. All right, guys. We are yeah! design episode. We are we are missing Doug today and missing him. Well, I wouldn't say we're missing him. Hey, <laughs> my aim is improving. Fuck. So we got a lot of stuff to talk about. We've been happy with the way the uh, live play episodes have, have have gone, and we're going to be closing in. I think on the end of chapter one of Echoes of the Star Crypt soon. Okay. Liam will probably take over uh, DMing on a, a second. <sighs> I'm uh, I'm excited. We need to close up some holes, though, before I feel comfortable handing... Oh, like like five or six pretty good ones, yeah. I mean, gameplay yeah. holes? Yeah, okay. Where before I feel comfortable handing it off. So, let's see. A big one right now is resting. Right now, resting doesn't really do a whole lot. There's no reason to rest right now. Like, you don't... Yeah. Things don't get worse if you don't rest. Other than your dailies don't reset. And that only affects... That only affects people who have dailies. Literally me. In yeah. our playtest. Yep. So I'm angry about it, but it's also <laughs> weird. It's weird to be in that situation which, the way the system's built, you can be an only person in a party with dailies. Or you could have none. Yeah. You and could build be, a character who would never have dailies. And there'd be no incentive. Or not no incentive, but a lot less incentive to rest. That's crazy, right? Because yeah. if you don't rest... Yeah. It should be more than you just can't use your best move. I mean, if if we fought, like if we're in a war, yeah. okay, and we spend our time fighting and then don't get to rest for 48 hours, the second 24 hours of that is hampered. Oh, it was a nightmare. Yeah, it, it's it's well, it's a nightmare when it started. Now it's living hell. Yeah. So, what happens if you don't rest? Fatigue. I mean, in real Definitely. world, like fatigue. But what does fatigue mean? I think maybe your speed gets reduced by 2. Plus five hit uh, points. No. Maybe your max HP goes down? Ma- I, I would almost say dodge more than anything else. Because it's not that you... You're a little more sluggish getting going off the block, but mm-hmm. you can get to where you're... Like, you can reach your max speed. Well, but if you're slow... So, so for instance, uh, if you're slower getting off the block, that's yeah. still... You could still get the distance you want to, but in the course of a turn... That would be less. That works, but like even what that, about one? What about one, max? Speed one is not one? not big. I think dodge is the one that would be hampered the most. Okay, well why don't we say max speed reduced by one, dodge reduced by two? That works, and that's hefty. Is that per day? No, I oh, think no. Day, I think on day two it gets way worse. Day two there'd be major physical debilities. Day three you start hallucinating. 
All right, so let's say day one, your max speed's reduced by one, your dodge reduced by two. I think your chance to hit goes down by one. Like, yep, fair. Your attack's minus one? Yeah. And that's, again, reaction time. You're all there, but it yeah. your processing power is slowed. Okay. On, on day four, you have to hand your character sheet to the left. Because <laughs> <laughs> it does, like, okay. who are you anyway? All right, day two. How about your max health decreases? Yes. By how much? 1d6? Do you roll for it? Um, or, I think it should be percentage. Man, that'll be real complicated. It would it would be more complicated, but it also people aren't good at math. How about five minus your endurance? Better, yes. So I like that. If you have zero endurance, you just lose five max HP. Yeah, yeah. That gives you a a penalty to healing. Yes, done to you. Maybe half. Yes. Okay. It should be harsh. So all healing done to you is halved. I have listed wrong. Day one should be day two. Yeah. And day two should be day three. Yes. This is without rest. <laughs> Do we even want to talk about day four? Yes. The physical ramifications would get worse, but almost I don't know, even want to focus on that. Hallucinations, uh, illusionary stuff. Well, let's let's look at our conditions for when saying, you get knocked down. What if we had a chaos point like chart to where it's okay? It's day four without rest. Roll the dice. See what's what's. Yeah, maybe to you maybe pick a, uh, a a random malady. Yeah. Yeah, from from our thing. So maybe we could look at amnesia and hallucinations yes. are what we've got for step three from being knocked down or from paranoia definitely let's just, make it a d6 right just, let's just do para- hallucinations <clears throat> paranoia uncontrolled laughing because i think I'm <laughs> hysteria the only, i think i'm the only person who has gone four days out with sleep on this table yes i've never that you couldn't you at, at day three you would not have been able to wake me so it wouldn't, <laughs> it, there would be no day four without sleep i think the worst was Getting to boot camp on Friday afternoon uh-huh. and not being a human being until Monday afternoon when it was check-in time. So we were just in a room for three days, not allowed to sleep because we weren't really people yet because the numbers didn't match up. Cool. Jesus. That's a cool thing. Yeah. <clears throat> so what's another symptom of? I've done that to myself. Day four without sleep. Don't do sleep. that to yourself. I do it like once a year. Yeah. Day four without sleep hallucinations amnesia no short-term memory there would just be a point where this is going to happen when you sleep and you wake up you can't remember the last 24 to 48 hours how about zero dodge so everything hits yeah and zero attack nothing hits no attack you make will hit unless crits i think crits should still count okay well yeah so and then jimmy leg also, if you're a GM and you and you do this to your players, you're an asshole. Well, in a sense, they can do it to themselves. Right? That's the thing. They, you have to let them do it to themselves. How about we do this? Negative 10 dodge, negative 10 attack. Those are different things. You roll for... Yes. You roll a D6. Okay. Day five, comatose. There's no... <laughs> there's, no. There's yeah. nothing else. No, yeah. day, day five, you fall asleep and you can't be woken up. I don't yeah. even. I don't even want to insta kill someone who was like, "I choose not." Why well, you say comatose? Can't. You're right? done. Yeah, yeah you're, you're, you're done. You literally fall asleep and nothing will wake you for 48 hours. Yeah, for for yeah, 48 hours total. There could be some fun games on day four, though. No, no, they would be not fun. Well, so fall asleep for 48 hours, unable to be woken. Uh huh. Wake up at the end with you, with a condition as though you'd been dropped to zero hit points. I was gonna say no. You wake up at day two. <laughs> Yeah, okay. You wake up at day two, and you have to... And then, if you sleep again, you're out of it. But you have, like, you can't sleep for long enough to get enough of sleep as you need. Okay, yeah, so... You, fall have asleep. To, you have to wake up and eat and do stuff and be a human for a little bit. Fall asleep for 48 hours, unable to be woken. You wake up 
at day two step of fatigue. Okay. I like that. I like all of that. I think that's that works really well. So day two is just one debuff. Max P reduced, dodge reduced, all attacks reduced. But something manageable, something yes. that could happen to you during combat. And you can compensate for it. You can spend yeah. momentum. You can do that kind of stuff. But day three, it needs to be major. Day four is garbage. You, you're a garbage person. Yeah. All right. Although okay. I, a thing that we should layer on layer would be things to combat that, make that a little woozier. But that needs to be super high level insane shit. Or some sort of magical caffeine. <laughs> I, I think that... Uh, oh, just straight up cocaine, man. But you'd have withdrawals. It's a debuff with awful. cocaine. It's technically magical it. caffeine. <laughs> um, okay, so what does resting get you? Here's the thing. All right. What if if you don't get a full rest, but you get some rest? Should be better than nothing. Well, I think you just stay at whatever level of fatigue you had. Yeah. Wait, four so maybe, hours? Maybe, like, if you only get four hours of sleep, you go into day two of fatigue. Yeah. But if you keep getting another four hours, you stay there. Yeah, you can't go you to You don't day go three. to day three. You're not breaking your brain. You're breaking your body. Yeah. And the thing is, you only go back one day yeah. worth of this. So, like, you if you're at day three, getting a full night's rest brings you to day two again. Yes. And then brings you to brings you to normal after that? Yes. Okay. And I think... Uh, would a 48-hour rest bring you two, two back? Bring you just negate everything? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 48-hour rest? Yeah, I think if, like, you got to a town yeah. and or, you're like, I need, I need two days, yeah. like, and you, and you just rested there for two days, I think, yeah, I think okay. you're fine. And even in that, you could wake up and eat and then go back to sleep and yeah. Yeah. take a shit. You're just and hanging. You'd be fine. Mm-hmm. And I think for healing from resting, you get 1d6 plus your endurance of your hit points restored. Sounds good. It's easy, right? Some people get fucked on that. Zero endurance, roll a d6, they roll a one. That sucks. But, yep. you know, it's Better sucks. than nothing. <laughs> it is better than nothing. Some of us made that sacrifice. No intelligence. Some of us yeah. sleep that way. Yeah. I want to talk about healing. Burning Ray is extremely powerful. Yes. At the beginning of our game. Uh-huh. When you first make your character. Maybe that's okay. Maybe that's okay because of how things progress. Because if you're... So, for instance, Citadel is gaining 6 HP every step. Yep. And Burning Ray is not increasing at the same rate. Nope. It's not increasing. Right. Well... There's no way for it to increase yet. If you increase your composure, it increases by 1. We haven't. And step 4, I think we should have like a rework... <clears throat> Almost and and something maybe uh, a movement and a boost based. yeah yeah but then you have to go four steps in and already that's a gain of what they're gaining six a turn or six a, a step yeah yeah that's a big that's yeah. a big difference all of a sudden for sure um and and I'm also not worried about the step one or the the step zero healing being too good because I do want the adventures you go on for the first two steps to have a little bit of cushion. You're yeah. going to be figure even if you're a veteran player, you're figuring out your new character, you're figuring out how your party works. And a lot of the good stuff that we do, the crazy stuff, the stuff that's done the most damage, changed the way an encounter is played, hasn't been a single role. It's been two or three things acting together, people knowing when they're going to use momentum properly. Well, and here's, here's, I think, the real twist of is it too powerful? Neither Esmond, Liam's character, or Kelton, Max's character is even interested in taking step one radiance to nope. get to get it not even a little bit yeah so i think i think it's okay if we didn't have someone in our party doing it oh, somebody would have to have something yes but we may want to talk about what healing applies to and i want to talk about non-casted healing non-magical all right so what about potions what about medicine we don't have any any mechanics around potions yet but 
we could say like, oh, here's a potion that restores a D6 plus your endurance. I don't even I don't even think I want a D. Maybe eventually I almost think it should be a D4 plus your endurance. It should be more based on your character and it should never be better than than Burning Ray. I was thinking more of a I want Burning Ray to be the the yeah. best healing. I want it to be. To have something you make right there has to be stronger than something you have in a jar. So I don't bring know. that into a ritual type freshness. Not, not forever. Well, here's my thing. If we mm-hmm. make potions take up like a half slot. Ooh, shit. Or, or, you know, I mean, like we can yeah. control. We can make them better if there's a cost. To having them. To having them. Yeah. Or maybe if you drink one, it has a secondary effect. You know, like you, you uh, healing against you, healing done on you is reduced afterwards. Well, I'm not even, I'm maybe even rather than the second effect, you can only drink two potions in an hour without just getting sick. Yeah, maybe you, mm-hmm. like, you get sick. You can only take so much aspirin, aspirin in a day or whatever, like whatever yeah. medicine you're taking. I like that a lot You better. can overdose, yeah. yeah. So you have a limit on the amount of potions you can drink. So you can only drink maybe one potion a day. Or or maybe two because you can that way you could do like oh I drink a health potion or I have a potion that does this so, or, so like you could only drink one this. health potion or one disease potion or one like so you could do all three but you can't stack them right yeah. you can't do yeah. two health potions because you'll just you'll your liver will crap but in that case they need to be good yeah they need to be better than one d four that's what I'm saying open it up to <clears throat> chemists you know yeah give them more of a role. Because we have a chemistry set. Yeah, if you're sitting right. down making... Maybe how well you roll while making a health potion is what die size it uses. I yeah. like that a lot. Give it level. And yeah. and it can receive bonuses. Your stats could affect it. It could improve beyond a possible limit from yeah. if you, step zero and step one. If yeah. you crit on a batch of potion, you know? Um, well, you can't crit on skill rolls. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's uh, we won't do that. Yeah. But we should do it for that. <clears throat> no. Then you'll have no, it. no, you just get that plus your whatever bonuses you have. That'd still be great. Should you spend momentum while while working on a potion? Or is that for attacks? You know, like... Can you? Not do you. Can you? Can you? Can it become the thing that you are doing in that moment? Yeah. You can burn yourself out. You can, it, you can put a little bit of yourself into something. And make it better. But how do you... I don't think you can fail at making a potion. I think you can. Yeah? But then how do you critically fail? Like, you don't know that it's gone wrong? Oh. Well, here's the thing. The players know. The players know. That's true. A failure is a potion doesn't work. A critical failure is it blows up in your face, or it makes a noxious gas, or or it... Maybe it destroys your chemistry set. Yeah, or just, like, ruins large portions of your... Yeah. Your supplies. Okay. I like that. Maybe just it it will make it so that you need to buy new supplies. Yeah. You could spend momentum, but if you don't... Well, we need we need better r- rules for skills in general regarding yeah. all of this kind of thing. Yeah. So we're going to go into that in a little bit. So potions, okay, I think we got we got a good idea. Like, you can make them... A 15 for a die 6. I just think there should be a bonus for making them instead of just buying them at the store. Oh, I think buying them would be incredibly expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that, a, I think that that's more of a, you know... That cost would be the... Like if we had, how much does an EpiPen cost right now? Thousand bucks? I mean, okay, we're talking in a, for our listeners who are not in America. I know we've got yeah. a, a decent amount yeah. of people listening from Iceland. Uh, <laughs> you probably don't have this issue, but like if you were to give somebody a shot of adrenaline, it's ex- it's incredibly expensive here in America, mm-hmm. almost unreasonably. 
incre- 100% unreasonably <laughs> Almost expensive. Almost criminally expensive. Yeah, it should be criminally expensive. But um, I feel like that's a good metric, though. It, it should – if you're like, we have to buy one, you're like, ooh, all right, buddy. <laughs> like – or, or the idea Bend that, over, you that, know? that someone is a chemist or an alchemist or some someone yeah. that has that skill or feels comfortable doing it based on stats, they would become immediately viable, like more viable as a party member mm-hmm. based on that. And again, you can only use one healing potion a day. It's not going to change the way a fight goes all of the time, but it's going to be there when you need it. Yeah. I'm just thinking of opening the professions more to really using them more than just being a name on your character sheet. I don't know what you're talking about. I use mine all the time. Yeah. Yours is very useful in a lot of situations. I picked it for that reason. So how about this? To make a potion, you make a chemistry check, which is intelligence. Uh Uh-huh. DC 15. For a basic success. For for just a bit. If you fail, nothing happens unless you spend momentum. Yeah. You just just don't don't make it. It doesn't do the thing. It makes a potion that is 1d6 plus your endurance. For every five above 15, it increases, it increases by one die size. I love that. So D6, D8, D10. Man, I don't think anybody could get a D12. That's that's 30? You could. I don't think you can. <laughs> well, actually, no. If you roll if you roll a natty 20 yeah. and you have a chemistry set and you're a chemist yes. or an alchemist, that's the only way to get a D12 yeah. potion. Okay. But just having that... Um, you know, as to aspire to. Is cool. But also, a D12 potion, while it sounds terrifying, you can roll a one. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and you will. I, I almost would rather get rid of the D12 and then go for... 2D6. No, like no, like a D4 and a D6. The idea of just getting rid of ones mm-hmm. would make the... Would be better than... I don't know. I kind of like the risk. Oh, no, I like the risk. I'm saying personally, as a player, I'd rather know I'm definitely getting, you know, five... Mm-hmm. from my endurance and the possible ones on each one than than a possible, you know, 15. Does the chemist roll when they make the potion? Yes. Or does the person roll when they take the potion? They they make the roll when they make the potion. I was going to say it'd be a little more magical and, like, iffy if you rolled when you took the potion to see if it was So a, it'd be based on your intelligence? So, like, potions I'm just saying, work like, less well when you... Because magic is not, like, an ordered well, thing. No, you know? this isn't magic. This is this is science, my dude. Okay, yeah. This is magical science. Magical science. Yeah, I it, just it's think it'd fictional be, science, but it's not the magic of our world. Yeah. This isn't body magic. I just think it'd be funny if you took a potion and anyone in the room taking the potion would have a different effect. That could be fun. We get we yeah. have potions that do that. Oh yeah, yeah. we yeah. could have it like a wild healing potion where yeah you'll get your hit points back. However, yeah. stuff <laughs> stuff will happen. Some of it is good, some of it is bad. Or even an enhancement potion would be super fun. And because we have multiple multiple paths that use different things, we're like, okay, you have an enhancement potion. The thing that decides that you hit goes up by one. If other things are triggered by that, cool. But if it's not, that's all you get. So it'd be more useful to certain people yeah. than others. It'd be great for Nesbit to get a dexterity potion. It'd be useful. Uh, a strength potion would be devastating. Yeah, it would. your damage would dramatically increase. Oh, it would be so huge. Yeah, you're a muscle wizard. Let's talk about medicine. I All right. Healing somebody who's fallen unconscious at zero hit points. Yes. Okay. Heals them. Uh-huh. Does it wake them up? Let's go with no. I think a more interesting question is, yeah, you've healed them. You stopped the bleeding they were doing. They are no longer losing momentum. And they, maybe they're at half their health because you've healed them so well. Yeah. Maybe they have to roll on their turn to wake up. An I endurance like that. Check. I like it's that. It's only DC 10. 
Or or someone has to go and spend spend an attack action to smack them. Yeah, to get them up. I like that. I like that. Okay. Unless if you're if you're the person that's trying to stabilize them and you roll higher than twenty five, you do they that, wake yes. up with one HP. Yeah. With medicine, you're making a medicine check. I, I would almost say any medicine check. Part of part of that is a waking process. Yeah, you're trying to revive them. Yeah. Well, unless you're trying to put them in a coma so they don't hurt themselves. Yeah. But that's that's a different issue. Yeah, I'm not worried about that, though. At that point, it's just a little knife. Just into the ribs. Your liability. Goodbye. Glad we're finally really leaning into the grimdark shit. I don't think this is grimdark. Compared to a lot of D&D stuff, I think it is. Dude, no. <laughs> shit gets bad fast. That's true. It actually might be darker in Pathfinder. Oh, no, it is. Yeah. All right, so... I was thinking about drawing versus sheathing a weapon. All right. I think drawing a melee weapon should be a swift action. Sheathing it should be a move action. That sounds fine. Now, there are reasons to think like, oh, God, you know, like all this action economy about somebody going into combat and then having to draw their weapon and do all this. And they're like, yeah, well, should they be able to? And I, I'll be honest with you. I can't think of a single instance. I've played a lot of D&D and Pathfinder now where them being able to draw their weapon and attack with it in the same turn keeps them from moving. Yeah. Now sheathing it is much more complicated, right? You have to find the point and put it in the thing. Yeah. It, it's, it's yeah. always more complicated to sheathe your weapon. The only thing that, that this does practically in combat is it makes it, if you want to do another thing, dropping your weapon becomes more it's convenient. A free, yeah. Free. You could just drop yeah. whatever. And then you no longer have you have to make that decision because now you no longer have it on you if you move. Right. Now, what about? Although, so, and that makes ice weapons way better. What about hands have a distinct advantage mechanically? Yes. Over wands and staves because you don't have to draw your hands. True. What if you do? What if the motion of using your hands in such a way requires that? You have to make a stance. Yeah. You have, you have to prep. What if using hand magic, you have to wear little white gloves? So that no. motion is putting on the gloves no. before you can do your magic. Or like Michael Jackson, where you put white tape around your finger. Yeah. yeah. So that where you're getting ready to use your hands. I like that. But like you have to you have to take all that tape off and that maybe takes a full around. Yeah. If after you want to use something that's else. That's the sheathing. Yeah. You know. Uh, I, I would still say, yeah, man, there might have to be a swift action. <laughs> No. Prep. I, I think. I think. What, what are you talking about mechanically here? I think you should treat. So here's the problem: somebody's wielding a melee weapon. Yes. They go to attack with it, and the next round they're like, "I cast a spell with my hand because uh-huh. I just take my hand off my weapon." I don't think you get it for free. I think it should be exactly as difficult as using a wand or a staff because mechanically the benefits are similar. Hmm. Otherwise, there's no reason to pick a wand or a staff if you're using a melee weapon. Very true. True, but I'm not super against that now right now we have it where zealotry they can treat the haft of their weapon as yes. a staff hmm. if you go step one zealotry yeah i feel like that's fine that solves that problem for zealotry but then there needs to be a penalty for not doing that which all it is is you have to treat it you, your hands are a weapon that you have to prepare in the same way that you prepare a weapon okay you have to draw it and you have to come out of it oh you have to put them away yes that's the thing that in a non-mechanical sense doesn't make any sense to me right i think if you describe it as you have to do this whole thing with your body coming out of it being a move action makes sense sorta then do we want it to be that hands? that 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 feels really gamey 
That feels that's the that would then be the most gamey part of our game. It's true. What if it? Okay, here's the thing. What if it takes both hands? Better. All right. Because then you have to sheathe your weapon. That makes <laughs> to sense. Do it yeah, or no. drop it. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I like that a lot more. I don't like the idea of having to sheathe your hands because body magic is feels innate and you're very in control of right. it. But the idea that you need both hands to do the things that you're doing because it's such a draw on you mm-hmm. just feels better. It right. just feels better. And you only need one hand for a wand. Yeah. But both hands for a staff. Yes. And both hands for hands. I don't know if we have it set up in the rules. If you have like a sword and a wand, you should be able to do that. I think that's fine. Yeah. Sounds cool. Because also wands... People use rapiers and pistols. It's functionally the same thing. Well, the thing is, as somebody who who min-maxes, wands and piercing weapons are the least attractive to me. Yes. Because it is random how often I will crit on a 1 or a 20. Uh-huh. Where I don't like random as a min-maxer. I like somebody who I can reliably have the effective bonus that I want. All right, I think that's fine. Hands, you have to use both. I like that. As a dude who likes hands, which is a nerf, but one that I won't see or notice. Yeah, it won't ever matter to your character. Well, unless you have to hold something. Oh, true. And then I'll drop it because it's not my weapon. As long as it's not a child. Damn it. You're right. That might. I'll put her on my neck. Be, yeah. I have a tail. I've got some bigger topics coming up, but I want to I knock out some smaller things first, okay? Champion's Challenge. Yes. It's too weak. And I think we, we can see that now. Yes. Because on, on paper, it's amazing. Yeah. But how often does the champion get to challenge somebody on their turn? And then challenge every target that dies. What's the most amount of people you fought in a standard encounter? Five? I think six. Right. And the, and one the challenge... of them one of them didn't die. Also, we didn't have a champion at the time. And things die out of order occasionally. Yes. Based on almost random chance. So I got two proposed changes to it. One is we double it, which could get way out of hand. But it would also be f- mostly functional but boring. Right. Or... It's still plus one to all damage and healing, and then plus one to attack. Now, think about the champion still has to challenge somebody on their turn. Yes. And has to wait for that person to die. Yes. To get the bonus. What is the most times that would happen in a fight? Five? For right now, the way that's built. And also, if you build an encounter and you have a champion and you put a lot of enemies in front of them, you know what you're doing. Yeah. But um, I, think, I think that's... So, so you would I'm, say, oh, the I'm, champion benefits the most from that. Well, do they or do the AOE characters? I'm not worried about that because I, again, I, I'm playing a, a now triple fire dude. Yeah. I get like plus seven, plus eight mm-hmm. if everything hits and everything lines up. And while that's good, I don't feel like it's game breaking. Right. And the champion, if he runs in and hits one dude with a plus eight to attack yeah. and plus ten to damage... He's only hitting one character. Yep. Yeah. Whereas if you're in a multi-enemy encounter where there's just tons of enemies coming at you, the AOE character is going to benefit from that way more than that person is. No, I agree. Are we cool with that then? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. So just plus one to attack. Do do we want to also add plus one to dodge? No. Because I think if they get to 23 dodge, (laughs) that's that's, that's crazy, right? That's insane. Okay. So let's just do plus one to damage, plus one to attack. Also, I feel like champions should be... 90% 90% aggressive like I, I don't I don't think we should not ever put something defensive in their their quiver I think I think at, at step four we're gonna give them some 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 diversification like the duelist idea yeah, yeah. you know 
core in step one, I feel like champion needs to be damage, damage, damage. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Okay, so challenge adds plus one to damage, plus one to attack. Here's a question. What if we start it All right. while the character is challenged instead of waiting until they die? I like that a lot, actually. So you challenge somebody, you get that plus one plus to one. attack, plus damage yes. against that character, and if that character dies, that persists. Yes. yes. Only one character can be challenged at the same time. Yes. Okay. All right, then that's golden. That's that makes great. it cooler. Because that now, at that point, now I feel like it's on par with Malediction. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, uh, Malediction is great. Malediction is very good. Having seen it worked against us, it was really good. In fact, that still might be less than Malediction. But Malediction in this will be more difficult to kind of gauge because the smarter you are, the more prepared a player you are, and the more the group revolves around you as a character, the better that's going to be. Yeah. If we're like, okay, yeah, this is all going well, but holy shit, our champion has challenged this guy, and if we kill the guy he's challenged, it's going to be a plus five on the next guy. Yes. Guys, we, we all agree on this, right? Yeah. Like, we're, we're going to go after that yeah. guy to pump up this, and then and then the person with command is going to be like, all right, yeah, let's do that, and he gets every attack. Yes. So, um, and you can do stuff like that, and that's fun, and I like that because that's the... That's how you move in combat. It's like, yeah, it's the group dynamic. But if a character like Nesbitt exists and getting to them is impossible because he's too squishy to go for it, mm-hmm. and he can one-shot dudes, why wouldn't he try to one-shot a dude he knows he can get rather than taking a stab with a dagger that doesn't make sense on someone who's challenged? Well, I think they'd all agree. Yeah. No, and that's, okay, that's so, what I'm saying. So I think it's balanced. So speaking of malediction, let's talk about decay. All right. I'm going to bring up a comment brought up by one of our patrons. I read that as well. Which I agree with. Oh, wait. Was it on the Facebook? No. I read the Facebook one. So one of our patrons, Alexis, after listening to Design Episode 9, commented, 
I really like the shadow ability, but like Josh was saying, it's not really a decay thing. I think you guys have a start to a really cool new class that could center around fighting with a shadow self. Plus, if you made it a new class, you could focus on giving it more cool traits and abilities without having to worry about taking too much away from decay's main focus. Though this would mean going back to the drawing board for decay's utility skill. I agree with this. I'm also on board. I see many opportunities for that. However, does that mean I don't want to add a new class right now? Okay. But I do want to change Decay. Yeah. So do we change Decay to Path of Shadow? No. Or no. do we do we remove the Shadow Self and just increase the damage over time effects? I think we should remove the Shadow Self. Shadow Self is step three now of of the Path of Shadow and make it assassiny. No, I think I magical think we make it trickstery. I, I thought that was be decay. That's what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, I'm saying there should be another path, Path of Shadow. Right, but yeah. we take not path doing of Shadow that. out. Yeah. we're not we're not doing that. Not we're, doing we're that right. Do that now. in our next our next thing. Yeah. So decay. What does decay get at step three? Um, Maybe a swift action that allows them to transfer. What we have for zealotry is shared zeal, where you can share. Oh my god! I know what you're doing. You can share your buffs as a, as a zealot. Yes, mm-hmm. with somebody else. Uh huh. What if your swift action is decay allows you to copy debuffs from one character to another? Maybe we should call that contagion. Yeah. Versus the one that we already have. I was thinking something like stopping someone's ability to oh, heal. Pandemic. Pandemic would work. Uh, what's the feature for Decay right now? For step three? Yeah. Let me find out. Where I'd want one of the features of Decay to be like, you're now immune to all diseases because you have and function with or all you're diseases. Like, you're like Papa Nurgle's children. You're like Montgomery Burns. <laughs> Giving you the thrashing of your life. No, it's like, have you ever seen when he goes to the doctor? Yes. And they're like, we have, you have so many diseases, none of them can kill you because they're too busy fighting it amongst themselves. <laughs> So, uh, step three decay does not have a feature. Disease immunity would be the best, like... Immunity to disease conditions? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. I don't know. I think that's good, but I feel like that's more... So, like, the classic paladin is immune to diseases, right? Yeah. Well, and monks, too. They have perfect body. But we don't have shit like that. Well, that... and But also, I feel like it was weird and it didn't make any sense. It We're made like, sense for paladins. For monks... Did it? Saints... I, you know what? Saints know. died of diseases. I don't know where being immune to diseases was part of being a holy person i think it comes from evangelical america to be honest with you but saints died of diseases they got leprosy so pandemic uh-huh. all right step three decay swift action range 10 transfer all negative effects that one target is suffering from and transfer them to one target within five yes and it could be an ally yes so like if your ally gets a bad disease cast on them you can transfer that to an enemy are you duplicating it or transferring it? Oh, duplicating it. Duplicating it. I was going to say, if you yeah. could rip you, that out of them into somebody else would that be, cool. would be I, I don't think you cure diseases. Yeah. As yeah. But it's not It's not really a cure uh, disease. It's a rip it out and I, stab I would it say in somebody else. There may be an interesting way to do that, but you would literally rip it out and then put it in a bottle, if anything. It should be for the length of time left. Yeah. You perfectly duplicate it. The length of time that it's affecting the character that you duplicate it. If they've already gone through three turns of a, of a four-turn problem, yeah, you're only duplicating one. But does that mean... Here's, here's a mechanical issue that we may run into. 
is does that mean you keep a party member or an enemy alive and awake for four days and then you just keep transferring that debuff to bad guys <laughs> i don't think that's really something you could do i think it's got to be temporary conditions cast during this battle not broken bones not i don't know about like by hallucination but also hallucin- no you need it magical needs, it needs to be disease too okay it needs so, to be so magical magical debuffs and diseases yeah. yeah that's it but not like not broken bones not that would be amazing not sleeplessness you just duplicate broken bones oh no and you go just down you yeah. just have one guy break one guy's arm yeah on the enemy's case even truncated version you duplicate all magical debuffs and diseases from one target to another target within five. Uh huh. I volunteer to play that character who gets left up for four days so you can. Just, <laughs> That'd be fucking crazy. The melody. No, but together. we're not doing that. So that's not magical debuffs and that's not diseases. Although we have to now be careful about permanent magical debuffs. I don't think we have to be careful about those. I don't think we make them. All right, good. That's what I meant by being careful. That's really good. That's good. Do we need yes. a feature? I think we do. I don't think we need them for other things. So make it something minor. So whenever you have to roll to resist a, the effects of a magical debuff uh-huh. or a disease, you roll twice and use the higher result. Done. Solid. You just, you're resistant. That's great. So I want to get into opposed rolls. All right. Things like Never intimidate, to roll. grappling, and that kind of thing. All right, here is my idea. Okay. To do it, you have to beat a base DC to get in the position, and then the opposed role is to get out of it. Maybe. Because I feel like if somebody's trying to grapple me and I'm good at grappling, it's never going to... Work out. It's never going to start. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if they... But you still have to spend time and energy fending it off. Well, what was our our initial take at grappling is you do a melee attack unarmed. Yeah. It does no damage, but if it hits, they're grappled. Yeah. And then on their turn, it was a swift action to try to escape. Yes. I think it should be a move action to escape. All right. Right? Absolutely. And then they could they could spend their attack action to just attack you or disengage. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. What about intimidation? You roll your composure not to be intimidated. Yeah. Do we want tiers of effects of that do we want to get that yes we do or do we want to leave it up to gm discretion if the discrepancy is huge i'd like tears i'd like them to be a little woozy i like you to know when when they beat them by five they beat them by 10 they beat them by 15 if if that happens that they're you i I, just a a workspace to deal with and then you can use context to inform you so maybe um if it's within five Mm -hmm. how about this if it's within five it just succeeds. Yeah. Well, not within five. What am I thinking? If it beats it by up to five, it just succeeds. Yeah. If it's more than five, by the amount that it's more than five, GM discretion on the effect on the extra yeah. effect. And it hella succeeds. Yeah. So, it, it, I mean, it hella succeeds, but what does that mean? Because you don't want... <laughs> if I intimidate somebody and I am 20 above what they rolled, I don't want them just to collapse into a corner and piss themselves and not be able to speak to us i mean i do but my intention during an intimidate check is to intimidate them into an into an action that i want yeah that's not what you're going for right i think that's a failure if i can't get them to speak you know or whatever i'm trying to do or that would be that would be a lesser success you you intimidate them but you didn't convey your message that could be the failure like what if they attack yeah so so a really bad like they're like you're really getting up in my face, and so, then they just attack. So if it's 
if it's between one and five above, it succeeds. Between one and five below, the effect is there, but it doesn't succeed. I almost want to leave this up to GM. Like, as much as possible, I want to leave this up to GMs because there are so many specific story moments that yes. will be ruined if we if we tread too heavily on this. I, but I but I do want to provide outlines. Sure. Well, we can we can P- literally pushes. do examples. Yeah, that, I think that would be more like more not a, not a table, but examples. Yeah. Like oh, and he rolled fifteen better. So because the the context of what kind of sit like if it if you're like there's a guy bumps into you a bar and you intimidate him, it's different than a guy pulls a gun and you intimidate him. That's a very yeah. the success and failure on either side is very different. Where like if the guy's he's like all right, well maybe I'm gonna get in your face a little, but he probably wouldn't swing at you for nothing for just trying to intimidate him he'd want a little more they'd want to be a back and forth okay so you if you beat by one through five Uh uh-huh basic success yes above that gm discretion yes let's think of a couple things just so that we can see if we can invalidate the rule we just made yeah so we know intimidate uh convince barter bargain barter schmooze seduce those kind of things like that all makes sense. I don't yep. th- feel like we've got anything there. What about something like knowledge or bluff rolls would be different. Yeah. Well, no, I mean bluff. I think is the same as intimidate. And all yeah, that yeah, yeah. In terms of like beat by one or five basic success above that GM discretion. Um, but knowledge rolls is there opposed? I don't think there's an opposed role. No, they either know or they don't. Yeah, I don't think there's an opposed rules. I think there's a difficulty, and then we can make a table per adventure yeah oh i want to make a knowledge roll regarding this artifact it's like okay well i've got a table now yeah of how well you roll based on what i'm going to tell you or if you don't have a table for that drawn up because you didn't think about it you know what those tables look like enough yeah where you can go like okay i have to make something up but i i know where these tables lie i know what they what they do generally So we'll need to we'll need to create examples in our campaigns that we can draw on to use as, yes. to use for everyone else. I feel like that's simple enough to to get down there. Except this one huge problem. Sneak. All right. So, opposed roles, you roll sneak against awareness. Uh-huh. How well do you have to beat awareness to suffer sneak attack damage? <laughs> I'm just thinking of all the times of video games walking over five. It's maybe over five. I think over five. I think over five. So they so, they don't notice you, but they're perked up and they're ready, but they just don't yeah. know from where. And then when you're over five, they don't even know you're there. If you beat it by one to five, no sneak attack damage, but you're not detected. Yeah. Above five, you can deal sneak attack damage. Yes. What happens when you deal sneak attack damage? Does their awareness increase? By an amount? After? Yeah. No, they just know you're there. So you can't get sneak attack damage again? Not unless you'd rehide. So here's a situation that happened during the during the playtest when we were at the convention. Uh-huh. A person was on a roof, and two other people were not on the roof, keeping people busy. And that person kept rolling sneak attack, mm-hmm. and they couldn't see this person on the roof while they were being engaged in combat with someone else. I feel like that person should still have the opportunity to keep doing sneak attack damage if they move on their turn. Yes. They're still on the same roof. But moving is a, that's a very, that makes a huge difference. Okay. The angle of attack, what you're looking for, where you think things are going to come from. Even if they just had to make another sneak check that they could be 
possibly seen from again is a, is a big difference than and just blanketly getting it until well that was the case but okay so this person's profession was thief yes which plus five to sneak for sure and had a four in dexterity so plus nine gross awesome right and that was his talent great so roll twice use the higher result he made a sniper great job guy yeah never without sneak yeah is that broken I think if you have to do all that to get to it, then no. Okay, because it was very terrain specific. Yeah, okay. like what was what were their defenses and, and what were their HP? That, they I think that they matters. were casters and they could shoot oh. towards the roof that this person was hiding. It in. just never never it, caught him. No, never. For a one off, I I could understand why that would break your your single encounter. Mm-hmm. By the second time you're dealing with that character as a GM, yeah, you have an answer. Well, and also this wasn't the case. In any other encounter, but in this encounter, it definitely Destroyed overwhelmed shit. it. Having having single case uses where a character is overwhelmingly built for it doesn't mean the character is broken. Sure. That means they're, they're situationally awesome. On their hit, if they have not been seen... I want to add a caveat. Okay, let's hear it. If they beat it by 10, they don't have to move. Hmm. Should they roll sneak after they hit? Hmm. Or before? Maybe after? Because if they whiff hard enough, they wouldn't even, no one would notice. Yeah. Well, I think after they shoot, not after they hit. Yeah. So you shoot, and it does what it does, mm-hmm. and then you have to roll sneak. To, to not be detected. Right. So if you're not detected, you're um, fine. I think you still have to move. Unless you sneak well enough. Oh, man. See, this is this is the hard part. That's what I'm saying. Like, there should be a level of sneak where you shot, they look away at the right time, they're disoriented from the fight, they don't even notice the arrow missed them, and the arrow isn't even close to them when they look back. It's, it's you know, 15 feet away, stuck in a, a house somewhere. Okay, they wouldn't okay. notice. Well, here, how about this? When can you not attempt a sneak check? When you're just in plain view? In direct sight, in direct light. With nobody to hide behind. Yeah. yeah. Nobody and nothing, you can't do anything. Okay. I like that. So if they know your location. Yeah. But if there's shadows, if there's crowds, if well, there's movement. The if I know you're on the battlefield and I see you hide behind a piece of rubble, uh huh. You're. I know where you are. But you don't know where and how they're going to attack from. No, but I know to watch for it. And you can only really cover half of your bases on that. I, I feel like knowing where someone is crouched not having a direct line of view for them makes bracing for the attack a distraction well, rather he, than a thing you can prepare for directly but that's the same thing for melee and that doesn't mean that somebody it doesn't mean that i've lost sight of where you are no so so if somebody is coming in from melee and they're beh- coming in from behind me after i'm being attacked yes. we're talking about the same thing but that doesn't mean it gets sneak attack like yeah. i need to i need to literally not be aware of you if someone's firing from cover and no one's in your face fighting you it makes a lot more sense to be able to anticipate that you'll come from anywhere and if it's your only focus. But as well, soon as you're and, fighting and I wanna, anyone, I want to stipulate done. that we're, we're talking about a range attack. There are benefits in addition to this yeah. from being behind cover. Oh, definitely. That I think are already addressed. Yeah. I think you literally need to have no idea where you are. Okay. To get sneak attack damage from just rolling a sneak check. Okay. 
for instance, a scoundrel has multiple ways to get sneak attack damage in addition to this. Mm -hmm. Somebody who's just hiding behind cover, if they know where you're coming from, they know to guard that direction while dealing with people. What if they have to give up a turn of movement and then on the next turn then they can attack with sneak attack damage i don't know i think they still break, know you're hiding they got direction it, yeah you still probably but you break their attention because if everybody else is fighting like liam was saying your attention is on the guy in front of you with the sword not the dude you saw behind a rock uh, 10 minutes ago so this is another thing i wanted to bring up that i think might solve this issue and make sneak attack feel more fair to deny sneak attack in this situation is that we have the upper hand for melee uh-huh. We do not have it for ranged. No. If somebody's knocked down, they get a bonus against being hit by ranged attacks. Uh-huh. What about the high ground? Like, you're always better off... Yes, as a ranged character. As a ranged character, yes. being above your target. Always. Uh-huh. That's what Obi-Wan thought. Man. Well, he was melee. But he was you know, also correct. Uh, he also <laughs> won that fight. He had the high ground. Don't try it. Did he win? Yeah. Yes. I don't think he won. He chopped his no, leg he, and arm yeah. off. He should have just... And then in the long run, his student, who was his opponent's child, defeated him in combat, showed him mercy, and then that guy was converted and killed his master. No, Obi-Wan won without yeah, he, any question. He, he became more powerful than you could you possibly, can possibly imagine. imagine. I think he lost twice to Anakin. Uh, <laughs> no, he won both times. No, first for Padme, second for that lava fight. All right, fuck that movie. What about the high ground? All right. Just a straight plus two to hit or what yeah. are we doing is there is there an extra damage no you're not drawn the bow harder right you just it's harder for the person who is on the ground to imagine spherically. Well, okay let's think about it this way i'm on the ground so i'm knocked down in quotes right yes. i get plus four against range targeted range attacks yes somebody has the high ground i'm actually a bigger target yeah because they can look down at me so they get a plus two so they only have a negative two to hit me. Yes. Which makes sense. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. Okay. So let's just do that. So I think, let's say, if you can get cover, whatever, that's fine. That may not improve your chance to hit, but if you get the high ground... Great. Useful. Okay. So then I feel like if you're rolling a sneak and you beat it by one to five, you don't get sneak attack damage against this person, but you're not detected. You're not detected. If you fire, hit or miss... You gotta roll sneak again. You gotta roll sneak again. And it's the same rules. Now, you cannot get sneak attack damage again unless you move your full speed from your current position. I want half speed. Half speed? I want half speed. Okay. Well, rounded, rounded up. Four spaces. Done. Three and a half. Can't do three and a half. My final offer. <laughs> All right. Three and a half rounded up. Done. Done, sir. What if another target sees you and points to where you are? This, you get, is, this you, is still in... The height of battle, they it needs to come around to their turn, and they need to have a character action to point you out. So let's do that, okay? Let's then say, it wor- then then we can yeah. have that conversation. Let's have that conversation. I rolled a sneak, and nobody can see me. I shoot. I deal sneak attack damage, or I shoot and I miss. Uh-huh. Either is irrelevant. And then that person fails again, but his teammate sees me, and he's up next. Says, hey... There's a shooter. There's a guy right over there. Yeah. I feel like it doesn't automatically negate it, but it gives that person a bonus to awareness. That works. So maybe a plus five or a plus ten? I would say three. Oh, that low? Yeah. I would say look over here at the guy that just shot you from the direction that you can tell. 
it's still it would make you more aware but again if you're not engaged plus plus 10 sure but as soon as there's a guy in your sword in your face that is still number two on your list of things to think well, about we're not talking about all we're talking about is the extra damage from sneak attack not yeah. your ability to hit them maybe they they're aware of you but they're still dealing with the other guy that doesn't mean it's a sneak attack I still think some like trying to sneak around with a guy without a sword in your face should be way harder than with a sword for the guy with a sword in your face. So it's I a think, lot easier to lose track of another anything moving on right, if well, there's a guy with your sword in your face. Then let's make a rule about awareness, not a rule about sneak. All right. So maybe if you're actively engaged in combat with somebody in melee range, you get a negative two to awareness. That works and we can make it five and then it'll work out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The math works out. Yeah. Okay. Negative two checks while engaged in melee for awareness. All right, guys. Well, I feel like that's what we've got time for tonight. We made some really good choices. I felt like we went through resting, non-casted heals, how the how those are handled, medicine in regards to like how do you wake up, sleep deprivation, what does it do to you? Exactly. And drawing and sheathing weapons. How does that work? You need both hands for hands. The hands I like a lot. Mm -hmm. We changed Champion's Challenge to be much better. We removed the Shadow Servant from Decay and made it so that you're spreading contagions to other people. So step four has got to have another damage over time debuff, right? Okay, we got to put that Shadow Servant back in our pocket in addition to a bunch of other shit I've been cooking up because we we don't have time (laughs) (laughs) to include it with this. we got to make a whole world. We talked about opposed roles, how they work, how sneak works, how awareness works during combat. And I feel like that's that's good progress. We can write that down. We can canonize it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you have feedback, again, like we read a comment from one of our patrons tonight that changed how we handled Decay because it was a good point. If you want to be engaged in that way, you can comment on any post we make on Patreon. Whether you're a patron or not, we will take any feedback you have got. And you can find us at patreon.com slash rpgfs. You can find us at facebook.com slash rpgfs. You can find us on Instagram at RPG from scratch, one word. And you can also find us on Twitter at Homebrew Ombres. Reach out to us in any way you want. And until next time, stay safe, stand watch, and get a full rest. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.